Hello, hello, hello. My name is Bo Kazaza, and this recording is going to serve as my reflection for Moreland University's Module 23, Unit 3, Activity 1, Strategies for Teaching Students with ADHD. The goal of my reflection will be to submit a thorough reflection that analyzes the strengths and weaknesses of the strategies employed in the video lesson and describe a detailed plan to employ successful strategies in my own classroom. So the goal is to look at the strengths and weaknesses of the video and the lesson and to kind of describe a plan for employing the successful strategies from the video in my own classroom. So let's start with the strengths and weaknesses of the video. So some of the strengths uh, for teaching students with ADHD in that video one was the positive reinforcement. I think this is a big strength uh, for the teacher in general and for the classroom community. Um, using positive reinforcement like that teacher did when students uh, raise their hand and volunteer answers, whether the answers are uh, correct or incorrect doesn't matter. The important part is that uh, they're encouraged to respond and whatever they respond with is going to be accepted and can be worked with. Um, this. Using positive reinforcement in this way creates a classroom environment where students uh, feel encouraged to answer questions and volunteer answers. And the emphasis is less on being correct and more on the learning of the community, which is ultimately what you want. So I think this is a great strategy. And I would employ it in my own classroom by <clears throat> um, providing positive reinforcement when students answer questions um, and really setting that tone at the beginning of the school year and then keeping that throughout. Another strategy that the teacher used was preferential seating. I think uh, the preferential seating that she had, she had students who benefited from sitting in the front, seated in the front, or who needed that proximity support, they received it. Um, I think this classroom was set up during COVID, so desks were um, spaced probably to be roughly six feet apart. Um, this presents another challenge because this isn't really an optimal setup for students to work collaboratively with each other, um, but it was kind of one that was needed based on the situation. I think in terms of preferential seating, I would do this in my own classroom um, by kind of making sure that students were seated in a area that's going to be uh, good for their own learning and helpful. So some students really need the support of uh, being close to the material that's being taught, while others actually need kind of space where they can be um, reflective. And so they might need to be in a, in a corner of the room or in a quieter part of the room. So kind of analyzing and making sure that students are placed in the room where they need to be. And then similarly, I would use preferential seating in a way uh, I would combine students via pod so that they could work in collaboration a little bit more freely. And students, especially students with, um, with learning differences and with ADHD, would have the benefit of working with other students um, instead of just solely uh, using the teacher as a thought partner, being able to work with others as a thought partner. Um, another strategy that the teacher used that I thought was a strength was modeling and review. She reviewed the previous content and uh, connected it to, to the day's content, which I thought was a great use of chunking and connection. It's a strong lesson, um, lesson structure. And then also she modeled the product that the students were expected, which is also very strong as well as strong high impact strategy. And um, I think both of these uh, 
pedagogical techniques I've used in my own teaching and I will continue to use. I think they have really strong impacts on student learning and really provide that scaffolding that students might need to tackle larger projects or to work through projects. Um, one thing I will say that I didn't see a lot of in her video and I think is a weakness um, is that while she was embarking on a two-day kind of project to um, create a blueprint for a, a zoo in order to practice uh, different geometry skills like perimeter and area. Um, she didn't necessarily give students um, a checklist or a timeline for how to do that. And so I think one of the things that I would do, especially for students with ADHD, to help them with that executive functioning is um, I would give them a checklist uh, or have them make their own in order to help them manage their time effectively. Um, and this can be done either on a piece of paper at will, or it can be done using, I've liked to create laminated copies of reusable checklists and students kind of fill them out with whiteboard erase marker, and then they can erase the part of the checklist when they're done. And so it creates a little bit of sensory feedback. There's a little bit of extra buy-in because you make the checklist um, and it kind of helps students stay accountable for their own timing a little bit more. Um, Altogether, I think I've covered a couple of different strategies in this video, um, one being positive reinforcement, kind of setting it up at the beginning of the year, two being preferential seating, um, allowing students to sit in places and around the room that works best for them and allowing them to work, uh, sit in groups with other students, either at tables or pods so that they can have thought partners. Um, and then letting them make a choice that suits for their learning. I think another key is letting students, especially with ADHD, have flexible seating. So whether they're sitting on a wiggle cushion or a wiggle stool or a standing desk, um, making sure that those options are available to them. Understanding that sitting at a desk for long periods of time without being able to stand up or work in a different environment is going to be very challenging for these students. So under anticipating that ahead of time and making sure that alternative options are available. Um, and then finally, the strategy of modeling and reviewing. I think both of these strategies are great pedagogical uh, techniques that can be that are solid foundations of any lesson plan and really help all students succeed, especially students who uh, might need help connecting ideas or with thought management. Um, I think, um, you know, connecting uh, content to previous lessons and then chunking it like this teacher did um, is a great example of kind of guiding students and helping them make those connections and seeing how um, the knowledge they're being given really is interconnected. And I think a lot of that was done with the review. And then also modeling a product for them is a great technique in order to help students understand kind of what's, what is expected of them. Um, and then finally, I would say to combine with the modeling and sort of these larger projects, um, apart from doing all that, I think would, another strategy to include would be to help students who struggle with some of that executive functioning um, create checklists and to help them kind of utilize their time effectively. And that can be done either <clears throat> with pencil and paper in an old-fashioned way on a post-it note, or it can be done with a more like more permanent solution with a laminated checklist and a dry erase marker. Um, either one works. But the idea is that it's helping students become more accountable for their time um, I think all of these strategies uh, would really help students with ADHD function in the classroom and really, you know, help them meet the standards where they are at their own learning. Um, thanks for listening. And please let me know if there are any questions or comments.